me up every time I hear it. Welcome everyone to episode six of Being Inspired Radio. I'm Amanda Johnson. And today we are dropping in and exploring love and compassion. And this theme, this topic once again made itself known to me over the past week and not at all surprisingly, but even more so just an hour before this show. The divine never fails to impress. I opened my email and I don't always or even often read emails that I get from some of those that I'm subscribed to, especially not the day they are sent out. And yet today I listened to a very faint nudging in my soul to open an email from Marie Forleo. And I had no idea what the email was going to be about, but I I felt called to open it, so I did. And as I opened it, a smile spread across my face as, once again, the connectedness of all things, of all beings, made itself profoundly clear to me. As I read her email, I noticed that it was a call to action to join the Compassion Collective as they um, support those in need around the world and here in the United States. And I already knew I was going to be speaking about love and compassion on today's show and to once again see the synchronicity, to experience the divine timing and connectedness of all things made my morning. And of course, I was... um, called to follow through with that action and donate to the the compassioncollective.org. And I invite any of you um, who feels that calling as well, either at the end of this show or now or some point later today, to check it out. I will be posting more about it on my Facebook page, but also you can go directly to the compassioncollective.org to learn more. 
So that's just one more example. I think each and every week as I am inspired to share something on this show, I get to be reminded of how nothing is an accident. And I enjoy sharing those with you on this show to shine more awareness, more light on just how true this is for all of us and how true it can be for all of us, even if you may not be yet experiencing it. So that's my fun synchronistic story for today and my invitation to you to check it out at a later time. So love and compassion. I was listening to a talk given by Pima Chodron, a recording of a talk she gave, and she was speaking of both Maitri, which is loving kindness, and compassion. And something that she really helped me better understand or see in a potentially new light as she spoke about compassion specifically is that in order to feel compassion for someone, in order to experience compassion, we must first experience our own pain and suffering. It is through our own struggles, through our own dark moments, through getting in touch with that which makes us or causes us pain and suffering, that we can then have an appreciation for and extend compassion towards others. And now some of you may have heard this before, may have already know this, And I think in some ways I have been learning this for quite some time now, but just this weekend when I was listening to this talk, it really sank in. And possibly it sank in deeper because I'm in a space right now where I have noticed that I've experienced or that I am experiencing some fairly deep compassion for some very close loved ones of mine. And it feels slightly different than it has in the past. And in the past, I might feel compassion for someone or think I'm feeling compassion, but really I'm just trying to fix them or change them. Or even I can recall a few years ago going through a period of my life where I didn't feel compassionate at all. And I actually was worried something was wrong with me. But what I was noticing is that I just, I didn't seem to experience compassion for people in a way that I I thought I should, actually. But all of that is to say that as I listened to Pima Chodron speak about it, what started to really click for me in a really deep way was that these points in my life where I haven't felt compassionate or maybe I was in this mode of trying to fix or change the person rather than understand them or feel compassion for them. 
or those times in my life when I was in total overwhelm by the idea of what was happening with my loved one or with the world at large. What I noticed at each of these moments in my life is that I wasn't allowing myself, I wasn't willing to feel the pain and suffering. So here's what I want to explore today. How we must first, and what I am now learning, is that we must first get in touch with our own pain and suffering. We can't fear it. We can't avoid it. We need to open our hearts to that pain and suffering we each experience personally and then connect and recognize that others are experiencing that as well. But what Pima Chodron really highlighted for me and then what I was able to see in my own experience is pity is not the same as compassion. When I pity somebody, and I think, oh, that's too bad, you know, or I get into this mindset of, oh, I just, I need to go help them or fix them or change them because how they're living and what they're experiencing, oh, that's just too bad. When I get into that space, which I know all too well, I am not opening my heart to feeling their pain and their suffering. I am keeping myself closed off. And maybe you can relate to this as well. Maybe you can relate to the fear that might come up with what would happen if I opened my heart fully and allowed myself to feel their pain and suffering and I can only feel their pain and suffering if I am first able to feel it and recognize it first within myself. What would that look like and feel like? And yes, there is fear there. I can feel it even now in my body, in my system, that that is one of the reasons most of us, I believe, close off to being truly compassionate with others. Another disguise that compassion can sometimes take that Pima Chodron enlightened me to is overwhelm. Maybe you can relate to this one too. When we hear of the tragedies, of the suffering in our world, and even now, I can feel emotion moving through my body as I can imagine and actually experience this for myself. But often we can get into a state and it becomes a defense mechanism of going into overwhelm. Oh my goodness, there's too much to handle. Life is terrible. The world is crumbling around us. Maybe you've experienced this sense of overwhelm when a friend tells you some really, really tragic news and you find that you're unable to offer support or help 
and instead shift into really it being more about you than about them. Again, this fear of what would happen if I opened myself to feeling that pain with you? What would happen if I opened my heart to feeling the pain that the world is experiencing? And so instead of feeling it, I cover my heart, I block my heart, and I feel overwhelmed instead. Because perhaps then that looks as if I'm doing something. Or maybe it's an excuse for me not to do anything at all. And so this is really coming through me today, which is that in order to love others the way we desire to love and be loved, we must first be willing to experience our own and others' pain and suffering. You know, so many of us talk about love and unconditional love and wanting to open our hearts more and more and more. Well, I believe the saying, love hurts, is there for a reason. Someone many times over has experienced that truth for themselves and recognizes it as a truth for all of us, that if we truly love with a capital L, which means our heart is open, we are opening ourselves to feeling deeper and deeper and deeper. And that can hurt. And that doesn't always feel good. And I spent many years of my life feeling this pain and feeling this hurt. And I was so afraid of it. And it was so uncomfortable that it's like I had all of these shields that I would pew, pew, you know, I would, I would pull up and allow that pain and all of that hurt ricochet off of me in all these different ways. You know, sometimes I did, I, I cried, I would find myself weeping and other times I'd find myself angry. But as I have continued to explore what it means to feel, truly feel and experience pain and suffering and let it move through me, I can reflect on those other times in my life and they were introductions to allowing myself to feel deeper and deeper, but I was still guarding myself. Because it was just too scary to think, what would happen if I allowed myself to truly feel this fully? What would happen if I loved that person unconditionally with my entire heart and being? I find it interesting that I believe we are trained. It is ingrained in us in this society to assume that we will get hurt. So we often protect ourselves prematurely. I was watching a movie last night, Happy Go Lucky, this really cute British film about this, the happiest woman I've ever met, Poppy. And as I watched the movie, there were a couple of scenes where her big open heart, where she made it her mission to bring a little bit love light, a little more happiness to each and every person she met. But there were a couple of scenes where she did this with people who many of us 
would not see as deserving, who many of us would fear, who some of us may pity, and who some of us may feel even overwhelmed thinking about their life circumstances. And yet, this character in this movie opened her heart fully to them. And as I watched this movie, I experienced that emotion with her. And it was this dance between unconditional love for this other human and a little bit of fear. Unconditional love and then a little bit of fear. And it was this dance. And I'm not sure if she was feeling it too, but I was feeling it witnessing this exchange. And then what was interesting is at some point during this exchange, I immediately went into this assumption that something bad is now going to happen. Isn't that interesting? Because I had opened my heart so fully to this experience, watching her interact with this person, this other human, in such a loving and deep way, I now assumed something bad was going to happen to her. And then, therefore, me as the viewer of this, something bad would happen to me. And not to spoil the movie, but nothing bad happened. And so after the movie was over, I reflected on that. And I thought, how interesting that I assumed. Because I believe that I have been trained. I have been hardwired in many ways. Many of us have to assume the worst. And I believe that is because we are so afraid of feeling. We are afraid of pain and suffering. And so we block ourselves. Many of us won't even have that exchange with another human out of fear for what might happen to us. So compassion begins with recognizing our own pain and suffering, which actually starts with from a place of love. We first must be willing to open our hearts fully. And then as I mentioned earlier about this email that I read from Marie Forleo, her mission is to join the Compassion Collective because she is seeing so much pain and suffering in the world. And her realization that she can do something about it. And so again, we go back and we check in, are we doing something out of pity or overwhelm? Or are we really doing something from a state of compassion, which I believe she is doing and so many others who are joining her? There comes a point where we no longer need to shelter ourselves, that we no longer need to be afraid. And what happens is then we can open ourselves more fully to experience what compassion truly means, what love truly means. And we can start to shine that light through our actions. Now, for me, this is huge because I have, as I mentioned, spent a lot of my life going in that overwhelm space. I, I couldn't handle hearing a tragic story. It still is hard for me, I'll be honest, to hear of some of the tragedies in our world is really difficult. It brings up a lot of emotion for me even now. And in the past, 
I would have used that as a, an excuse not to do anything. And as I'm learning what it means to love more fully and more deeply and more widely, I can begin to act from that place of love. And today in preparation for this show, I drew these guide, um, guidance cards by Doreen Virtue. And if you've been following along in the past weeks, you know how I like to share this again as purely um, a sign or a metaphor, depending on how you choose to receive it, of just how powerful the divine is and how nothing is an accident. And as I was shuffling the cards, one fell out. And I always pay attention to those that fall out. And also I recognized my own egoic attachment to the card that I wanted to draw. I knew there was a card in the deck on unconditional love. And I was thinking, oh, wouldn't it be cool if that's the card I drew? Well, that's not how the divine works. The divine instead presented me with Artemis, who is a guardian. And her message to us is that you and your loved ones are safe and spiritually protected. And what she goes on to say more and what her meaning is, is that we have nothing to fear. And it is our jobs, it is our divine purpose here on, on this world on this earth in these human bodies to shine our light and to shine more love and to be on that mission without fear because the only time we go into that fear mode is because because we think or suspect that something bad is going to happen i am not saying that quote-unquote bad things don't happen or won't but the encouragement and the guidance of Artemis is that we need not fear. That we need not fear. That we can go forth in love. And we can trust that we and our loved ones are safe. I was curious then what the top card after I had shuffled would have been had I just drawn a card like I typically do. So I drew it out of curiosity. And this card was, is Isolt. And she is the goddess of undying love. See, the divine is incredible. And her message to us is the love you have shared is eternal, regardless of the situation. And additional meanings and her message can also remind us and, and encourage us that again, just as Artemis said that we need not fear. Isolt comes through and reminds us that our love is eternal. There's nothing to fear in this earthly existence because we have an eternal connection. She also reminds us that it is our divine purpose to go out and be love in the world. This undying love. So once again, I was not too surprised that these were 
the guidance cards, the goddess cards for this show, as I knew I was meant to speak about love and compassion and how to experience more love and compassion without the fear by trusting that we are safe and that we are eternal so that we can continue to open our hearts more and more first to our own pain and suffering and this is important this is why we experience those dark moments and those dark times so that we have first-hand experience of what it feels like and to know that we are still okay on the other side of it so that then we can feel the pain and suffering of others and extend to them love and compassion. I wish you all so much. Mm. I wish you all to experience love and happiness and the root of all happiness. And I wish that you are all free of suffering and the root of suffering. And as we can extend those aspirations to others, first to ourselves and then to others, we might start to feel our heart open more and more and more. It's a beautiful practice. And I invite you to bring it into your life more and more. I am looking forward to bringing in guests to this show. I will have a guest joining me soon, so please stay tuned. It's going to be inspirational and exciting to shake up the format a bit every now and again. And if you haven't already, of course, you can follow my show so that you are notified of each new episode. You can also find my shows on my website, amandajohnson.tv, under blog. I'm keeping it there now as well so that you always have a place to find it if you don't know where else to go. I so appreciate you dropping in with me today and being more mindful and being more inspired to cultivate even more love and compassion for others in your life. And I want to say both for yourself and others in your life. May you all be blessed this week, and I look forward to hearing you very soon, or hearing from you very soon, and seeing you drop in with me again during the next show.